What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. Hello, or should I say, bidet, and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. And welcome to the first mint edition of the new year. It's the Once in a While podcast. All of the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman, senior producer at The Ringer. And joining me as always, my co-host, Ringer social coordinator, Lord of the Memes, explainer of the Midnight Boys. He's fixing his belt to grow a better beard. It's Joey Adineron. Steve! It's our first mint edition of the year. So happy to be back on the airwaves with you. Steve, what do you get into this year? What, what is, what's your New Year's resolution? Uh, okay. Listen it down. New apartment. Okay. Oh. New apartment. Getting a cat. Mm. Maybe getting a tattoo. Maybe getting a tattoo. Talk to him. We got to think about that one. Think That's about, expensive. Yeah, you, expensive. It's on your body forever. It's on, but we'll get, we'll get that. Get the, get a tat of the cat, says Arjuna. That's a pretty good, you know what? Two birds, one stone. Lock it in. A lot less expensive. Well, if I, if we think about it, the cat probably long-term a lot more expensive. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, nice. It's a companion. Yeah, that's true. Jomi, what true. about you? What are you, what are you getting into this year? Oh, uh, me this year? Um, New year, new me, baby. I'm going to get worse. Great. Uh, I'm just going to be a worse version of myself. What's going to get worse? Is it going to be your health? Is it going to be your toxicity? Yeah, you want to stay healthy, you know. I I just want to be way more toxic online, especially. You know, um, when you see people online, you know, sometimes you'll get like a message or something and you'll be like, I shouldn't respond to this because I don't want to give this attention. I want to, you know, put out positivity in the world. I'm, I'm cutting that out. It's complete negativity, just complete hostility. You I want to see me. untapped levels of petty coming out of you. Oh, man. Especially just- come the end of February. I, just ruthlessness. It, I, yeah. Yes, and that's what it should be. And mm-hmm. and I think that we should stay ruthless when it comes to our New Year's goals, and especially when Tax. it comes 
to potting with you, buddy. Hey, I love to hear it. Don't we all? All right. Before we get started, let's get into a little program reminders before we start our show. Brand new year. Same old us as we're sipping our Baja blasts. Pew, pew. Why are you going to put me on blast like that, man? You know what this means, right? <laughs> what? This means I snitched on somebody. It clearly, <laughs> yeah. Means I snitched on somebody. Why would you yes. put my business out there like that? Somebody just got put up 25 to life. That's true. That's very true. Wow. All right. Programming reminders before we begin. Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to come back once again. We're on a tear. All right. We're not That's doing right. Last of Us. Guess what? We don't need it. We're having fun anyways. All right. This Friday, the House of R will be back with the long-awaited mailbag episode. Polish off those emails. Get your letters in at hobbitsanddragons at gmail.com. Mushroom recipes as well for Joanna. And just send pictures. Just send pictures of mushrooms to Joe. Mushrooms are disgusting. They're they're her favorite things ever. They're so nasty. And I think I think that she needs to be reminded of that every day. <laughs> On today's show, we take a nice roll for some initiative and look at the three-episode premiere at the legend of Vox Machina. Also, maybe we'll play a little DD prep before we end the show. We'll see how that goes. But for now, some quick spoilers before we begin. Spoilers for all of Legend of Vox Machina. I don't really know any of the lore of Critical Role, but uh, you know, if you ha- if we happen to come upon some, here we go. Uh, so, listener beware. But hey, we're here for a good time. Jomi, let's get into here. it. Let's step in. All right, let's go for the nuts and bolts first. Legend of Vox Machina, created by Critical Role Productions, based on the massively popular internet D&D campaign of the same name. It stars Matthew Mercer, Liam O'Brien, Marisha Ray, Ashley Johnson of The Last of Us video game fame, and many, many more. Vox Machina takes place with our band of unlikely heroes. (laughs) They find themselves on a quest to save the realm from dark and magical forces. Jomi, what did you think of this first season of Legend of Vox Machina? And were you excited for season two? I was, I had no idea what Vox Machina was. I'm scrolling on Amazon Prime and I see it. I'm like, hey, you know, waiting for Invincible to come back. Let's tap into some fun animation. You just, you check it, Amazon Prime every day. Every day, just to see when Invincible's coming back. And I saw it about this time last year. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is this seems like something I'd be interested in. Let me let me ha- type in. Like, I had no idea about the lore behind it when I first started. Right? I had no idea about the show, the D and D aspect. I just thought like, oh, this is a cool little you know group of gang gang of people working together to s- solve problems in a magical land. I was like, this is cool already. Only like to do the Wikipedia search when I'm done with the show, and it's like, oh, this is this is a whole thing. Something like my brain couldn't even imagine before. I came across Critical Role. It's so hard to, to tell because like it, Critical Role seems like it, they've been around for so many years, like borderline a decade. And wow. I, I haven't, you know, dug into them deep, uh, yeah. really. But they've been around massively, massively, massively popular. And Vox Machina was probably the like most proper introduction to the lore because it's a daunting amount of stuff and content that those guys have put out over the years. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a very friendly introduction to the idea of at least the world that their campaign uh, made. And this is a pretty interesting season of TV because I was very into 
the characters for the small amounts of nuggets of backstory that we ever got because I've I've played D&D for like since my early 20s and I I've I've always seen like the seams of like okay well I can imagine like how this can translate into a game they've like fleshed out a little bit of backstory with this and that they're big improvisers that's what D&D is you can find the story in the seams of your imagination a lot of this time and a lot of this is just the fun exploratory quests that you know a gang could go on and i can tell you what jomi pretty much every single scene from every single episode of every single season of vox machina you can pretty much recreate in D. that th- that adventure can just happen that's awesome okay it, it's it's the thing that's, that's what happens that's um, fantastic something yeah. that we could always look forward to so always uh kicking off season two we begin, well, if it isn't the consequences of Vox Machina's own actions. It's tough. Coming off the heels of challenging a dragon. Guess what? Dragons don't like that. No. No, they don't. They're not big uh, fans of when you when you kill one of their homies. Yeah. It's just not a thing that they like. The capital city of Taldori is absolutely demolished by the Dragon Legion called the Chroma Conclave. I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> The Chroma Conclave, that's the best name I've ever heard. It's an all-time name. Like, when we talk about group names, you know, you got Phi Slamma Jamma. You got the the Delphonics. Delphonics. Chroma Conclave is top three. Any any name. Any name you can give me. Chroma Conclave is top three. That's a a 70s 12-person funk jam band. That like absolutely endures. It's just inspired. Yes. Like I just when I hear Chroma Conclave, I just see bright lights and rainbows and lasers and pew 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 pew. Yeah. When, did, when does the new Chroma Conclave drop? I heard they got Metro Boomin on it. Oh man, you know it's. I heard twelve tracks of absolute flames, my brother. Seven I'm hours. Like, just yeah. I'm locked in on it. Just incredible <laughs> name. Just incredible name. And so, with an effort to defend the city from the Chroma Conclave, the Vox count their losses and they retreat back and find allies and precious resources to help take back the capital. Now, mm. what did you think of this first episode, Jomi? And uh, was it a bit too action packed? I'm curious. Not for me. So, this episode set the stage where we can expect this season. The level of despair, the level of stakes, the level of danger that our heroes gonna have to go through mm-hmm. if they want to overcome this danger. Look, I'll, t- I'll tell you what: this doesn't have a problem, which uh, which Invincible did. B- uh, budget. <laughs> oh no, nah, man! I let mean, me listen. Just, let me tell you something about these dragons, dog. First of all, look great. Look great. Right. Look great. Clearly CGI, but doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't it's matter. a little. Di- it's definitely different from the art that. Um, that we're used to in the show, but once you once you get over that, it takes like a second. You're like, oh man, I'm looking at it right. You've got Thordak, the fire dragon, Rayshon, the gas dragon, Umbrasil, the acid dragon, mm-hmm. and Vorgal, the ice dragon. So I'm like, okay, these guys are cool. I'm rewatching it, and I'm like, I'm trying to like get their names because I, I I hadn't like picked up on the first watch. So when I hit the Googles. Let me tell you something about these dragons. <laughs> Not only do they have, you know, great names, great powers, they have like these, like you know, nicknames or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So Thordak is the Cinder King. Love that. Rayshon is the deceased deceiver. That's that's my favorite one. I want a jacket with with that on it. Embrasil, the hope devourer. And Vorgal, the frigid doom. Dude, I'm I'm dude, I'm tapped in, bro. I don't know what to tell you. This that is just the easiest sell in the world for you to get to play D&D. This is all I'm hearing right now. I'm looking at the dragons like they look cool. They got fire, they got cool powers, right? They're like, you know, smoking people. Dude, he's flying over, just putting acid rain. People's skin is melting off their bones. Ice dragon comes up, freezes people, and then I mean Thordak doing the fire thing, man. It's Woo! tough to see, it's tough to see that village get absolutely blown to bits. But you kind of got to establish the stakes. Right. <laughs> I guess. Well, here's the thing, right? And I got to ask you this because I was wondering about it. If you could be a dragon. Oh, boy. What kind of dragon would you be? All right. So I do, I do like being like a gaseous or acid dragon. Those are cool. Um, I don't want to get like a... I don't want to get... I don't want really to get too big. I want to be like a medium size. I want to be, you want to fast. be a medium sized dragon. Medium size. I want to be fast. That's what I want to do. I want to oh, okay. outmaneuver. Okay. 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 Um, I th- I think it would have to be acid based, and then probably like mm. golden scales. Like I'm like I'm lavish, but you know toxic. You I know understand. that's me. I understand. For me, I if I had to pick one of these dragons, I'd definitely be. Uh, Thordak, fire. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's box standard. But I'm gonna pull off. Is it because you're voiced by Lance Reddick? Is that why? That's yeah, man. Probably. <laughs> but if I had to pull a a, a Mal here and uh, cheat the system, I would be one of the dragons from the Dragon Prince. Right. Oh God, here we go. A- this, is, this is agenda coming off now. Avizanium. First, listen. First and foremost. When season five of the Dragon Prince comes out, yes, we're doing that episode, Steve. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to I'll tell you. I'll see you in twenty twenty seven. I don't know what to tell you, my brother. That's coming. We locking in, right? Don't forget. But as a Vandium, he's a dragon, big. I don't know how fast he is, but the, the trick is he shoots lightning. That's cool. Not fire. Lightning is come on. Lightning. Dragon dope. that shoots lightning. Come ah, come on. Pretty That's good. special. That's pretty, pretty wanna, good. That's what I want to do if I was a dragon. I spit lightning out. That's different well, than fire. It's, well, I'll tell you what. As cool as these dragons are, I I was I was a bit curious to see what this initial plot device and this initial like sort of setting of the stakes in episode one for season two was going to mean because this is a kind of a bit of a like it, it's a bit of a gamer trope. It's a bit of a tabletop role playing trope where you establish this insurmountable threat this insurmountable big boss in the beginning that is going to be like this is the thing you're working towards this is the thing that you got to level up that you got to work and figure out if you're familiar with mass effect 3 it's basically the the invasion of earth and then you have to retreat and then find everybody else to help you and then you come back to earth and then beat the big threat i i'm curious because like you'd think that with like a destroyed capital and a people like under complete you know, either oppression or siege or all these things, you'd think that like the heroes would want to stay and fight regardless of the odds, regardless of the uh, actual stakes that come their way rather than regroup and come back. It's, it's a small nitpick that I have, but did that bother you at all? Did that ever like being like, well, why would they want to leave? Well, 
Did you see the city that they were leaving? I mean, yeah, not much it, to, to no, leave. No, I mean, not much to leave. It was completely destroyed, gone, obliterated, demolished, decimated. That entire spot was literally not like on fire. Mm-hmm. There was no safe haven. There was no running from these guys. Everywhere they went, there was a problem. I mean, remember, they get teleported to that old spot that they were back in season one, which is like a ways away from the capital. And oh boy, Vorga was like, "Hey, where y'all going? Come back here. I need my I need my ones." Yeah, there was nowhere near that capital that they were gonna be able to mount a mount a comeback because the Chroma Conclave was in a bag, my brother. Mm-hmm. Show some respect to the Chroma Conclave now. So our heroes, Vox Machina, they're like, guys, this is not gonna stand. Like we need some time to grab some allies, grab some loot, do whatever we can to defeat these dragons. Because you stand and fight right now, we die. We're the only people who can save this place. If, we're, if we go down, the entire continent, the entire the entire world falls. Remember, Keyleth's looking at it like, this is this is the end of the world. Right? I mean, it, it pretty much is. It, it signifies that because if they, yeah. don't str- if they don't deal with this threat, then it absolutely is. So, we move on to episode two. Jomi, why don't you give us a little little taste about what happens in episode two? Oh, well, you know, the Vok, they had to leave um, Taldori, and they get a tip uh, about a city named Vasselheim. They have to go there to find the Slayer's Take, which will lead them to a whole bunch of MacGuffins <laughs> that they'll use to take down the dragon. That's again, again, another another staple of D&D. It's a whole bunch of MacGuffins. I love me a good MacGuffin. Yes. What's your favorite MacGuffin in all of, oh, all I mean, of listen. fantasy? In all of fantasy, sci-fi? I mean, like the Maltese Falcon was the, was the, was the clear and present mm. winner from the one that I can think of. What's yours? Um, y'all gonna hate me for this one. The Matrix of Leadership from Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why that one? You gotta have some respect for the Matrix of Leadership. Type no, the name. I will the not. Name. I will not but until you sell me on the, the Matrix, Matrix of Leadership. Name? The Matrix of Leadership is not a fire name. That's not no. a cool name. It's, 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 a, it's a damn sight worse than the Coroma Conclave. That's so you gotta do true. better than that. That's not well. Okay, first of all, Comic Conclave again. Top, top, top three all time. I guess have some respect. Makes your leadership. That's cool. It's got and it's like shaped like um, you know, it's got the triangles at the end, and 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 then in Dark of the Moon, when you when Optimus holds it, it like floats in his hands. He's like doing it. He's dribbling <laughs> like a basketball. Like right. Have some respect for the Matrix of Leadership, Steve Allman. Interesting. Okay. All right, that's fine. That's fine. All right, so we, we we have some we have a couple of MacGuffins in episode two. Uh, the the Vox are uh, more or less get trapped in a spatial void beneath a pub. Mm. Hate it when that happens. It's tough. Uh, while yeah. while Grog uh, strays off and learns hard lessons from a warrior monk. Uh, Look, Joey, Earthbreaker, Earthbreaker Gruden is not one to be played with. Earthbreaker Gruden, you know, one to be, one to be kept an eye on. Especially, uh, I love a vague warrior. What did you like about this little B plot from uh, from Grog here? I loved it. First of all, I'm I'm 100 percent sure. I'm not even going to doubt this anymore. 100 percent sure that Earthbreaker Gruna is voiced by Spartan Lock, uh, the guy who did Spartan Lock in Halo Five. Correct. And so I was locked in. I was like, oh yeah, this is my dude. Let's let's go. And to see him just 
completely whoop on Grog for that B plot. It was awesome. Like he was giving him the business. To almost little to no avail of like a moral thing, which I kind of like, where they're like, where does your strength come from? And they're like, you want to say it was my muscles, but then I got to say it's my heart. And he's like, no, it's not your heart. And then he just punches him right through a wall. And then even when he's like, yeah, it is my heart. I, you know, it's for my love of my people. Eric Gruden's like, wrong. Punches him again. <laughs> yep. It's like, nah, man, you have no idea where your strength comes from. That's a, and you're like to, you you'd think that all like you know Dragon Ball Z sentiment would have given us the right answer there, but no, not this. We're time. not even going to teach him. Not even some tutelage. It's more for Grog to chew on for a little bit while he nurses his blood blade. Uh, by the way, great weapon in D and D. Love that. Well, here's the thing though, right? We see the blood blade. Give him a little like little whisper. Mm-hmm. Blood blade is hungry. It is he needs blood. That's it. That's a that's a bad MacGuffin there. Mm. Uh, so. We get into our little spatial void and we have a bit of like a mental breakdown for all of our main characters here. Kalith, Pixie, Scanlan, everybody. Um, what did it say the most to you about uh, what these characters like all have going against each other? Like they like th- this, uh, this being almost like kind of like points out all of their emotional and mental flaws with each other. What did you think about the sequence? So we know a little bit about Percy because that was basically all of season one. Yeah. Right. But the two that were the most interesting to me were Scatlin, you know, apparently he was just like, nobody cares for me, whatever. He's like, Sphinx was like, no, we both know that's not true. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And then Calith apparently is going to live forever. Uh, more or less, it seems. Yeah. Because Osisa was like, yeah. You know, you, you're enjoying it now, but you're going to have to watch All Your Friends Die. Keyless Aramante, which is apparently something that she's been working to for a long time. Her friends won't be able to see her complete that, which means she'll be she'll live well way, past their lifetime, well yeah. past their lifetimes. And that's something I was like, oh, I did not know that she was nearly immortal. That. That's tough. It's mm-hmm. like, a lot a of anxiety for a, for a nearly immortal beating, but but you know I get that. If you I were living be, forever, yeah. you'd be a little high strung. I'd be stressed too. And those are two things. Like I, off the top of my head, I did not know. So I was like, oh, interesting. How do they deal with that now? Like they might not come back this season, but in the future, how will this affect the team going forward? I was really interested to see how those two things will will come back to us. I love it a lot. All right, mm-hmm. and then we get to episode three, The Sunken Tomb. Uh, this was my favorite episode. Uh, you mentioned before that uh, there's probably going to be a bit more of a primary focus uh, for a couple of characters here. I think that that's clearly going to be coming from Vax and Vex, the twins from this season, because we get a lot of backstory in this opening sequence with... Uh, they're stealing a little trinket from their dad, their adopted father, more or less. Uh, and he's, you know, chastising them. They have to like abandon. They're not uh, born into elven nobility. That's a very, that's a tricky subject for them. Then the, why they went off to be adventurers. That uh, sucks, man. It does suck. You know, that dad prejud- sucks. No, no, no. I mean, the whole life thing is terrible, but their father is, is a terrible person. Bad dad. Just, just an awful human being. Well, not a human being. It's an elf. Yes. But like, where's, where's all the hate? 
Like, where's mm-hmm. all this? Me. First and foremost, so she breaks the crown, right? The crown falls. She has a thousand pieces. Here's the thing, right? Crown's been in the generation of elves for a long, long time. Yes. Thought the, the and elves, I'm pretty sure, live pretty long lives. Mm-hmm. Right? No point. Nobody else ever dropped that thing. It was the first time. The fact that a, it's that fragile and then yeah. you're just like, okay, just leave it in the thing for a little kid. Like, that's on you. And was, I'm sure, I mean, it was locked, you know, Vex unlocked it and Vax, you know, put on her head. Like, sure, that was, you know, that was on a little bit, but that's an ancient, you know, totem from long lineage of elves. I don't know how it lasted that long if it's that fragile. Yeah. Was everybody holding it? Like it was, you know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like yeah, you and you're just keeping it bit. in the, you know, your jewelry cabinet. No, right? It was capping a little bit. I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Not for me. Yeah. These elven nobles, right? Don't like them anyway. Don't like them. Our team makes an uneasy alliance and goes and and parts a pond just to go into a sunken tomb uh, to look for uh, ancient weapons that are. Rumored to kill gods themselves. The vestiges of divergence, you know, our MacGuffins, they got to they gotta get it. And so they ta- they tap in with Zara and Cash, who Vex and Vax immediately are like, yeah, no, these guys, are, we can't trust these dudes. You know, like, no. what are they doing here? <laughs> Vex is always just like flirty with people that are, that are like way too uh, threatening, and uh, which I like. That's a great like little, because every, every once in a while, there's going to be like one person in the D, and Gre- D group that's just going to be like, I'm going to talk my way out of this. I'm going to be the one that like flirts my way out of this. Well, that, and that's they definitely always roll the, And they always roll poorly for those. And it's so funny to see that's, them fail. That's definitely me. I don't, I don't want to have to fight nobody. That's not my get down as a person. Just talk these things through. Let's see if we can make oh, a deal. See, you see, for our for our little B segment, you're making you're making a very good, compelling case for what your proficiency is going to be. Okay, right. I like that. Gotcha. All right, so we get a bit of a cliffhanger episode here after an assault from oh, skeletons just a bit, and just mages. a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, Vex now presumed dead. Jesus. Uh, and uh, Vax, it, it, it's crestfallen and it, it wonderfully little animated moment where uh there's a flashback of them in the woods as kids and one of them is lost vax comes to her and he's like no you don't need me i need you kind of a thing and this is a bit of a cliffhanger where vax might not make it might not get out of it she can't be healed and we don't know what else is going to help fix this and with that we have the end credits for the first 3 episodes of vox machina season 2 We've got a lot more episodes to go, but what did you think of this first batch of three here? That's how you kick off a season, my man. That's what you're supposed to do. I had a lot of lot of fun digesting these first two episodes. Like I said, first episode sets the tone, and the next two episodes, you know, really let you know, like, hey, we're not really we're not pulling punches here. We're gonna tell this story in a way that clearly lets you know that not all these people are safe. And you have to be careful. You have to watch out because mm-hmm. there are either things happening now, as you know, we saw with Vex, or things of the future. So with Keyleth that might not hold up to par in terms of you know keeping our characters in a great headspace. Very so, true. Uh, I'm very worried about my people. I ain't gonna lie. I uh, know it's literally it's is dead right now. Dire times. Dire times. <laughs> it's very, I'm very times. curious. I'm very curious. We got a lot of episodes this season. Uh, we've got 12 episodes in total. Yeah. Uh, I believe that they're going to be releasing these in uh, a couple of batched episodes going forward. Mm. Um, like this premiere. A good batch, you would say. 
a good batch, not a bad batch, a very good batch. Uh, I like the idea of having these episodes come out in chunks because it's easy to kind of forget the overall arcing theme of the Chroma Conclave, bigger threat to be happening here because there's a million little tiny things to keep track of here. And it's easy to kind of get in the weeds because it ultimately is just a bit of a breezy adventure. And you kind of get lost in the sauce with like, okay, well, we can't forget that the end of the world is coming and we need to immediately do that, but also, you know, deal with these little smaller quests and smaller stories and timelines and all of these other things. Um, the show's a very doing a very good job of juggling the high stakes with the low, in my opinion. I think the reason that I ultimately ended up liking that first action-packed, destructive episode is because we get these other two where it's going to be a bit of a reset for everybody. Everybody's going to be like, all right, gear up. We reset. We regroup. We bring everybody back. We try to find as many allies as we can so we can fight this together. But in the meantime, all we can do is prepare. All we can do is adventure. So in the meantime, there's like this little like uh, like aura of like almost safety with the group that you can like kind of like uncoil and be like, well, shouldn't we be worrying about the incoming dragons all the time, every time? Yeah, not really. Like, yes, the Chroma Conclave, very real. Let me tell you something. If I had to worry about Thordak all the time, uh, I wouldn't sleep that well. I mean, to you be know? fair, would you would you have like joined? Would you, if you were running Vasselheim, you'd be like, mm, we don't want that beef until that beef. Yeah, comes Yeah, I'd be us. like, hey man, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the heck up out of here, pal. It seems oh, like so you, you, so you don't you you agree with the Vasselheim Council oh, where you're like, yeah, yeah, I can't just be out here beefing with strangers. Oh, they got mm. some dragons all the way over there. Let what they got to do with me? Exactly. If they come in this way, let me give me let me give you my number. Call me if they come in this way. We'll strap up. Uh-huh. Till then, I'm gonna keep mine over here. You keep yours over there. Let's mind our business. All right, my brother. You know, I'm not trying to get into these uh, you know, little beefs. You know, you got the beef with the dragon. I ain't got no beef with no dragon. I ain't see no dragon. An immaculate yeah. diplomat once again. Listen, listen. I just don't want. I, I'm. Why am I out here creating problems for myself? Would Sorry, you? Too? You gonna hire beefing with people? Hey, Steve, man. They said down the street there was this one dude. He trying to fight. You gonna <laughs> go all the way out there and fight him? Nah, bro. I'm gonna stay in my crib, mind my business, put on the PS5. Beep beep. <laughs> what? All right. Well, while Vasselheim might have been lacking, was there anything about these first three episodes that you thought that like you could have gone for more of? Is there anything that you'd like to see in the season going forward? Oh man. So. One thing I need to see one a lot more of that gunpowder salesman. Noah, it looked like he almost blew up in the end of episode <laughs> two. But I just need to see more of him because he's definitely the brother of Doc and Shu. Yeah, uh, clearly. Clip very much. You just gotta put a hat on him. You're like, oh, that's that's dude. No, but in, in all seriousness, that's what happens with Vex, man. I, I need Vex back. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I, do I think that she's like dead, dead, like she's never come back? No. But is she dead for like two, three episodes? I'm like, guys, stop playing with me. Where's where's my girl at? Who's gonna call me darling? You know, while uh, while I'm watching the show, right? Who's gonna call me love? Like, I kind of I need that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, no, she's legitimately one of my favorite characters. So it was really tough to see her go out like that. And oh man, to see Vax just crying over his sister. Ah, oh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I um, 
I'm interested to see how they bring her back, but that's where my head is at right now in terms of, I mean, her and the Chroma Conclave, man. Got to see my, my dogs. <laughs> Thordak. Thorgal. Umbrasil. It's quite you a know? gang. We all quite love it. Quite a gang. Quite a gang. Yeah, you know, again, bringing Vex back and the Chroma Conclave. So many good things that he did in these first two episodes. And I can't wait to see the other nine. I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm very intrigued by Vox Machina only because it seems to be the like this along with Invincible and to uh, well hopefully some of the other ones that, that don't get canceled uh, like the the adult uh, genre animation push that Amazon and the like are doing. There's really good stuff out there, and I think that this is very much worth your time. Only because it's it really is like nice and breezy, like it's a fun adventure. And if you're not into, say, the hours long uh, canon and storytelling that Critical Role does, while I'm sure very fun, this is a nice, great, like bright and well animated, I must say, adventure that pretty much sums up a lot of the big, uh, great beats that this story has to offer. I didn't know I liked D&D until I started watching the show. I was like, you know, I had no, again, no idea about D&D. I wasn't, I wasn't part of that. I wasn't cool like you, Steve. People weren't inviting me to their D&D nights in college. I was too, I was too busy going to basketball games and, and doing college improv. To That's D&D. very fair. You did college improv? I did college improv. Yeah, man. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. This has got to wait. Quit five minutes. <laughs> Where Did you play Zip Zap Zop? <laughs> Zip Zap Zop. Uh, 100, 100, 185, World's Worst. Okay. Um, interrogation. What was the name of in. your college improv troupe? Oh, we didn't have, it was just a CSU. You didn't have a improv na- That's team. the, one, that's the number one thing. No, but again, here's the thing, right? And you'll be shocked to hear this, but uh, wasn't all that serious, man. We, we was having fun, man. <laughs> I mean, of <laughs> course, of course. Time. Um, shout out to shout out to Erica. You know, we that's that's my best friend. I met her in the um in the in the improv club. But yeah, it was uh it was cool. We didn't have like a fun name. I showed up on Mondays, uh-huh. played zip zap zap, and we played uh improv games. And then twice a semester, we would do a performance and do then some scene work. Yeah, that was it. And then we'd have a party at the end of the semester, and that was that was it. Oh, that's actually. Wonderful. We don't also go to Denny's every every Monday after the. Oh right. well, that's that's every, the real that's go the Denny's. real activity. Had to go to Denny's. Had to go to Denny's. Had to go to Denny's. Yeah, man, it was cool. It was cool. But yeah, I wasn't well, out here playing D and D like you, Steve. You know? All right, all right. So that's wonderful. but not. And now I'm like, yeah, man, I want you know, it's cool. <laughs> this, this whole thing is nice. It's fun. I'm trying to, you know, I see the vision. I see the vision. So yeah, and to your point about animation, where is that right now? We're in the we're in the we're in the dirt, my brother. <laughs> not with this show I will not say not with this show this show is keeping the, the feeling alive that's why I'm this show Invincible Star Trek Lower Decks they hold a special place in my heart because they remind me that hey this stuff you know really has a home and people really do enjoy this these things I mean you guys heard me on the Midnight Boys a couple couple weeks ago just lament you know Inside Job and Pantheon getting the axe <laughs> And then I got to turn on HBO Max and they're like, watch Velma. <laughs> and I'm let's down n- bad. I'm let's, not, uh, yeah, what, did let's I not, what did I say? I didn't say nothing. 
No, let's not. How about we not even dip our toes into that? How about we briskly move on? I'm not saying all I'm saying is I'm very glad for a show like Vox Machina that restores the feeling in what adult animation could is and should be. It's fun, it's engaging, and it's oodles of noodles of a good time. And it doesn't get better than that. Couldn't agree more. I'm just so happy this show exists. God damn it, Jomi. I am too. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better than ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. And with that, with a little bit of a celebration and a bit of an eager anticipation for possibly further D&D adventures on the Ringiverse, who knows? Really pushing this agenda, huh? Yes, you, you, better, you better know that. Mm. 2023. We are going to do a little bit of D&D prep because I've invited Jomi and producer Kerm to make their own D&D characters. Now, this isn't going to be a whole process of rolling for characters we're not going to pick proficiencies or anything like that but i just want to get to learn a little bit about what their creative juices had to say about what characters that they like and what and who they want to be in this magical world i uh i'd like to say that before we get started uh we're gonna be introducing them into the uh characters uh by picking their uh race and their class and then maybe giving a little bit of background story as to what their character might be about so jomi have you picked your race and class or would you like any guidance about okay so here's the thing right yeah Uh, my class is clear not even class is clear okay my class okay right i i am a ranger you're ranger i'm a ranger okay ranger danger okay got my arrow bruh I'm I'm like I got hot guy Steph Curry accuracy. Okay, you feel me? I lock in. Boom! I don't I even look at what I shoot, bro. Bang! <laughs> I'm nice with it. The race it's a little it's a little thing because I I like you. I do want to be human. I like being human. Now you know being human is cool. But sure. But I don't if we're in this, if you got if you could pick between you know. A human, dwarf, elf, halfling, human, dragonborn, gnome, half elf, half orc, and tiefling. You know, you could 
Can I be half human, half dragonborn? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a so that's that's a a mix. That's a mix of it. Uh, I doubt that that's possible. Exactly. At least with the thing that we're going for. That's what I'm saying. Like I would love to be. You know, me and look like a dragon though. There's definitely you know you can be like more human than than dragonborn. You know, but you can be like half elf. You can be half orc. I don't want to be half orc. No orc. I mean, being elf is cool, but that just be like to be vax. I don't want to like straight up be vax, but I do. I got to figure out where my other my other half lies. But I definitely want to be a ranger. Like the arrows, like being like this. Bro, I could be like crosshair, but cool. Come on, well, crosshair is cool, but like crosshair, crosshair is but, like, cool. What are you talking about? Crosshair but, like, is very cool. I, I, a nice dude. I don't want to be like a dick like crosshair is. I want to be a nice guy, a nice ranger who gives flowers to kids, and you know is really nice. Yeah, you do get dark vision if you're a half uh, half elf. Mm. That's cool. See in the dark. I just want to shoot people with arrows, honestly. That's really what it's about. Mm. Just be like the guy up top. All right, so you'll be a human. You'll be a human. Oh. Stick with humans. All right, Kerm. Do I get any benefits from being a gnome? Like, I want to rep the short kings, but like, if I don't get any <laughs> special abilities from being a gnome, I'm not going to be able to do it. Of course, you get special abilities from being a gnome. Uh, your speed, well, your speed is a little bit shorter. Okay. You're not you're not nearly as fast. Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. You can live up to 500 years. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, you have advantages in intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. That's all I needed to hear, man. Gnome gang. That's where we at. You automatically speak uh common and gnomish. You okay. know two languages off the bat. Ooh. Heard you, heard you. You could be a rock gnome. Mm. Other options? You have a stealth proficiency as well. Okay, okay. You can see well in dim light. All right, we'll, we'll go team gnome then. Team gnome, okay. Short king, team gnome. What's your? Hold on. What if I was a high elf, half high, high elf, elf, half human? Okay, so you want to be a high elf? So you're gonna be you're gonna be like a noble. Yeah, but you yeah. also like to be a ranger here because it goes into my backstory. I got a whole backstory plan. Okay, out. Like, all right, that's cool. Thing, that's cool. You know. All right, so you are. <laughs> I got, dude, I'm I'm tapped in. You said like, hey, all right, great. Do some thinking. I did some thinking. I got a whole thing planned out, my brother. All right, so Kerm, you are you are a gnome. What is what is going to be your class? Can I be a wizard gnome? You can be a wizard gnome. Let's do it. Lock it in. All right, wizard gnome. All right, Jomi, why don't you give us a little bit about your character? What's their name? What's their what's their story? Don't have a name yet. I didn't all think right. that the name is the most important part. Can't get the name wrong, right? But the story is to come from. A high noble elf class, right? Okay. They were taught all the, you know, elf things to be the next ruler of the elf kingdom. Okay. But that's not what they wanted. They wanted to see the world. Mm-hmm. They wanted to f- fight injustice. And you know, the elves, they're very, you know, hey guys, we're only here for the elf people, not really here for other humans and stuff. Da, da, da. I'm like, guys, I'm half human. They're like, Bruh, you're not supposed to tell people that. That's a secret. Okay, you you got you got you got the ears. People find out you're half human. You're gonna bring disappointment to all of us. Don't do that. That was upsetting <laughs> to them. So they took, you know, they, you know, you 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 have elf training. You know what I'm saying? They train you in the the long bow, the short bow, the long sword, the short sword, all that stuff. Yeah. And one day he took all this stuff and ran away. It's like I don't need mm. all this wealth. I don't need all these to be to be the king of this land. What I want to do is save or protect the people of the kingdom, okay? Because okay. I I see the injustice, and so he left his family, 
He left his his whole entire life. He took a bow and arrow, some weapons, and a nice little uh, coat, a long coat, you know. Long coat. Long coat. Got to have a long coat. Got to be arranged with a long coat. Great. Okay. I'll, um, we'll make stats for that. And he and he vanished off just to, to pre- protect the kingdom okay. from injustice. I like him. I like him. Uh, so I, 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 now elves can live for hundreds of years, but where in their age range relative to humans would, would you place him? Uh, yeah. You know, um, mid 20s, you know, mid 20s. Mid 20s. Okay. He's been, but he's been. Gone since he was like eighteen. Like he's been, he's lived among the okay. people for a he's long time. He's had a couple of gap time. years, exactly right. Great. So he's not just fresh. He's he's been around the block, you know. And he, you know, could he go back to his place and be revered as a like de- like a king and be rich and all of all that? He could, but being among the people, okay. that's where he feels most at home. I like this a lot. All right. Now you now you say you're missing a name. I'm on a couple of name generators. I want to throw some things at you, see if you okay. like them, okay? Okay. All right. Elamer? Mm, no. Wessendoral? Wessendoral? Mm, nah. Zumacon? Yeah. Yeah, Can I, I be Zumacon? Zumacon? Sure. You, you want to be Zumacon? I'll take Zumacon. That's kind of hard. <laughs> that's an elf name, though. Leomer? Leomer? It's not bad. Leomer? Mm. Noren? Mm. Mm. I like now. Nah, nah, Leo Don is too, it's, that's 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 too on the nose. Leo Don, no, Leo that's Don is too name. on the nose. Is Leo Din, sure? Leo Din, Leo Din. Nah, I, li- I like Leo. Like the name is Leo Don, but you can call Just me call Leo. Me Leo. Call me All right, Leo. great. I can <laughs> I can I can hear the chain saying that it. in that <laughs> exactly. It. All right, great. Leo, I like him. Leodon. All right, born That's of the right. high society. That's right. Good with the arrow. Um, any places that he likes to dwell? Any other places that he's currently living? Uh, you know, he got a nice little spot outside of town. You know, away. You know, like he goes into town. Of course, he goes into town all the time. But he likes his space. He likes to, you know, have good. He's a he's an elf or a, a ranger. Likes to have a great view of everything. So if anything's coming, anything's happening, he can see it before it all goes down. You Interesting. Know? What's okay? Last question for you. What's his relationship with his family now that he's you know away? Does he talk to anybody? Does he does he correspond with anybody else? So he so check this out. Right, he had to, he had to have help getting out of there. Right, and it was his stepmother. Interesting. Yeah, you know, she because it's because normally be like ah oh, he's not my son. I hate him, but she was really good to him. She, she, under, she understood, she understood him, his wanting to leave. She completely understood what it okay. was. And it's his beef with his father. That's the real thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so the stepmother, wow, you know, I want to, you know, you're the rightful king. We want you to be here, but I understand you have a place to think. You, you have somewhere to go. Here, take my quiver. You'll need it. Great. You'll need it. So you got, you got her like prestige bow out of mm-hmm. that. And she was like, take it. Just for you, go live your life. No matter what happens, I will love you and I'll I will be here for you. So when you whenever you have to come back, if you ever feel like you need to come back, don't worry about your father. Okay. I'll take care of him. So sorry. Last thing. We need a clan name for you. Oh, we need, we need a surname. I've got surname. a couple, I got a couple in the in in the in the generator here that I might mm-hmm. that you might like. Okay. Okay. Winterheart. Uh keep it going. <laughs> uh Ocean Flight. Next. 
Agar, Agarfall, Oakengrove. Mm, Leo well, Oakengrove. One more. Give me one more. Zyre. Come on. Come on. That's it right there. <laughs> Zyre? <laughs> yeah. X-I-R-E. Leo Zyre. Woo! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I like this. I like the story. I like mm. the story. All right, Kerm, you're up. Yeah, I'm not as prepared as Joe me today, but... That was <laughs> off the top of the dome, I'm I pretty was like, sure. That was, that was crazy. I definitely want my gnome to be from the trenches with the single goal in life of FBGM. Mm. He's just out here mm. trying to get some money, get some ladies. Okay, all right. And so just city boy. show off, yes, city boy lifestyle. Okay. Um, just to show off with my wand, really. That's all I, I really want in this life. Um, what else do you need from me? Well, um, as far as the backstory is concerned, um, usually wizards work in uh, like, like it, not in the form of academia, but like in places that that like help people. Like um, they usually make things. They conjure spells to figure out uh, like it, something as inane as like weather patterns, or possibly even uh, ways to like help bestow blessings on weapons or certain things. Knowing that you want to be like you know kind of you know from a bit of a uh, rougher background and stuff like that. Maybe you're a <laughs> wizard that helps out uh, fellow criminals with yes. uh, probably like small adventuring and like uh, blessing certain weapons and like imbuing certain like magic pr- magical properties uh, to other things. You you like you can you're a you're a tinkerer a little bit. Yes, I like that. I like okay. That. You use magical implements like that. Okay, so. Um, do you think of anything that you might ha- anybody that you might have like beef with or anything that like b- might be troublesome in the city that you can think of? Can I just hate elves in general? Is that allowed? To just hey, like, man. You want to be racist against elves? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did no. half of me do to, do to all of you? <laughs> can I have problems with the elves from my hometown, from my block? If you give, if you give me a reason, give me, a, give me a story or give me a reason why you don't like elves. At a young age, my gnome was just, you know, trying to get some money and was robbed by a, a ward of elves. And since then, he's, 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 he can't trust an elf. It just, it is what it is. Sorry, Jomi. I just, I can't, I can't trust. It's tough. Interesting. Okay. And you're, and so you, you're between one and 500 years old. What, are, you, are you in your equ- human equivalent of mid-20s around there? What, how old are you? Uh, let's go like, let's go 28, you know? I lived a little bit of... You got some salt on you? Okay, <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yep, 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 ancient yep, yep. boy. <laughs> Which is like minuscule difference <laughs> for gnomes. Wonderful. All right, so I'm going to pick a last name for you. There are some very fun ones. Because gnomes are, gnomes are very like, there aren't that many gnomes that are like a lot of them are like named after their last names out of like the like villages or places that they they come from mm-hmm. but it's also like having to do a lot with nature so a couple of them are like puddle twist <laughs> long spark long spark okay fiddle stone uh, i'll go long spark i'll go long spark wait no i, I got to give you one more cuz this okay. is very this is very good zaddle diddle you win. You win. <laughs> Zaddle diddle. That'll do it. That'll do it right there. Zaddle, Zaddle diddle. Zaddle diddle for the win. Yes, Great. sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Zaddle diddle it shall be. Um, so That's, a, that's great. It's a great last I, <laughs> Uh Zaddle diddle. 
Okay, where do you live in this city? The West Side. West Side. <laughs> West side. The West Side. No manches. Um, up in the mountains. Does that work? Up in the mountains. Well, you say you live in the city, though. So, like, describe the part of the city. Or do you not want to live in the city? You were making this more difficult. I've never done Dungeons & Dragons, as you can tell. That's uh, he's, he's, this is, this is a also, though. He's also never done improv. Also, fair. Also, That's very fair. true. This is, think about it as like a Mad Lib. Like, think gotcha. about like your you live where your okay. best friend so, is who. So, your, scratch the city. We're up. We're up in the mountains. All right, you're up in the mountains. My best friend is a dragonborn. I okay. mess with the dragonborns, not elves, of course. I'm gonna I, like as as a potential DM. I would make sure that people give you guff for not trusting elves. They're like you're unreasonably dis- distrustworthy of elves. Yes. I'm probably a, it's probably yeah. gonna be to my detriment. This is a Clint Eastwood Gran Torino situation where like <laughs> you're just grumbly about the elves. I'd like you to think of one reason why you would go into go into a city for uh supplies or running errands or something. Like what would you need? Because you're like you're coming down from the mountains. I'm guessing this is like a remote village, a nice little uh small outclave, maybe like of like not even a hundred people, like fifty people. And you come back, you're, you're a wizard, you need a lot of, like, magical trinkets, you need scrolls, you need uh, tomes, you need books I need drill. And spell- I need, like, some pendants, some magical necklaces. Can I get okay. those? That well, would be the So you would, you would have to have a job to make money in order to buy those. Uh, so you would, ha- you would have those. Uh, let's just say that you have the money. Uh, so you want to come down for, you want to upgrade one of your... Um, one of your seeing stones that you want to say. Okay. You want to come into town. Yes. But you run into a half elf noble in a cabin right along the, right along the dirt road. And he's carrying a deer from a hunt. Can I rob him? (laughs) You can, you can try. You want to try to rob him? Yes, I would love to try and rob him. How is this going to go? Well, you can look forward to that and more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, that's a, that's a, that's a bit of a uh, little introduction into what it makes to make a character. Obviously, there's a lot more things. There's stats. There's uh, items. There's a lot of things that you can kit yourself out with. But D&D is a really fun world that I really like. I don't know, Arjuna, you could, you could have yelled at notes at me as to how badly I was DMing or guiding his way. But... Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was just making a fun character. I think that we could, that we could do this. Would you want to set up a, a D&D group on the weekends, Jomi, Kerm? I need Leo. You need to, Leo? To teach to teach John John Kerm's character the way to go. Okay, and, you, <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll learn the ways of Zaddle-Diddle. I got to learn the ways of Zaddle-Diddle. Sign me up, man. I need, <laughs> I need to get rid of all these biases out of my character. Yeah, that's Sign true. me up. The, yes, it, <laughs> The real Zaddle Diddles are the friends we made along the way. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us. Don't forget, Wednesday, the Midnight Boys will be back once again. You can find the coverage of The Last of Us, both the House of R and Midnight Boys crew, on the Prestige TV podcast feed every Sunday and Wednesday. Subsequently, production credits. We are produced by the great Jonathan Kerma. An additional production from Arjuna Ramgopal. Thank you so much 
Junior Mints once again for staying tuned with us in the brand new year. We look forward to so much more. Uh, join us again after the Super Bowl. We're going to have a bit of a trailer reactathon for all of the <laughs> millions of ads and TV, tra- uh, TV and movie trailers that we're going to be seeing after the Super Bowl. So join us for that. And we'll see you next time. Jomi, any parting words? Uh, man, you know what it be. No, just want to, again, give a shout out to our awesome producer, Jonathan Kerma, a.k.a. Kerm Kardashian. And I just want to thank everybody out there for listening. We're happy to be back in this new year. We can't wait to come back and share some more fun times with you guys. Zaddle diddle. And bidet to you all. (laughs) 